Hey, what is up? Welcome to this featured Friday episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and gosh, am I excited about today's episode because yet again, you get more than just me. I am joined by an incredible guest today. Her name is Lauren Friedwald. She is an actress and former worker in schools. We're going to talk about her school career as a speech pathologist. Did I get that right, Lauren? All right, nailed it. She is also a breathwork facilitator, a psyche facilitator. She does a lot of healing work, having healed herself from Lyme disease. We're going to dive so much into Lauren's story here in today's episode. And really, I'm excited to talk about Lauren's journey into entrepreneurship and how all of these life experiences have played into her entrepreneurial journey. I'm so excited about this one. Let's dive in. Lauren, you just heard your intro. It was a very impromptu intro that I just did off the cuff. So fill in the gaps for listeners. Who the heck is Lauren Friedwald? Yeah, so after college, I became a speech pathologist and I was working in the school system and I really enjoyed it. it like I was able to be creative. I loved working with kids. I loved working in the schools. And then about six years ago, I went hiking on the West Coast and came back and I had all of these symptoms. I kind of just crashed. And I had been having some symptoms for years that doctors couldn't diagnose, but I was always able to function. And after this trip, my body just completely crashed. I had flu-like symptoms and I couldn't get out of bed. I was missing a lot of work. And it took about a year of going to all of these doctors to trying to figure out what was wrong with me to be finally diagnosed with Lyme disease and mold toxicity and all of these other health issues that go along with Lyme. And it got to the point where I couldn't get out of bed and I had to go on medical leave for a couple of years. And that was really hard for me because my identity had been based around work and like everything I was doing, yoga and my hobbies, and it was all taken away. Yeah, there's so many parts of that story. Obviously, this is like the 60-second snippet that you just gave listeners. And I want to dive deep into so many different segments of that. But I do want to really set the stage for listeners and point out when you say that, you know, for two years you were out of action, what listeners may not realize is that cost you your marriage, that cost you your career, that cost you your healthy well-being that you were so used to. I know that you as a New Yorker, I'm going to call you out for that, you lived a very active go, go, go lifestyle. And all all of a sudden, all of these things were stripped away from you. How did you feel in those moments? Because obviously, this story has a happy ending, of course, because we're here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, but really set that stage for us for those two years. I didn't know who I was. I kind of went through an identity crisis. I lost everything, everything external. So I lost my health, my marriage, my career, finances. I felt like everything just disappeared and I had I really struggled with who am I in this situation without any of the external things that I had defined myself as like a speech pathologist a wife I just didn't have anything anymore and so I really had to go inside and sit with who am I do I really know myself and I realized no I did not and I was kind of forced to really look inside and spend time with myself in my own energy getting to know myself 
And that was the basis of those two years, really learning to get to, to know myself on a deep level, learning what I really liked, not just what I should like, not just what I should do, what I really liked and what I wanted to do and passions that I really had and I wanted to explore. I think that's something about your story that really resonates with me and why I'm so, I've been so excited for us to sit down and do this interview together is because so frequently here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, I always talk about the base of the entrepreneurial pyramid, which is us, the entrepreneur, the individuals, because my argument always is to walk me into any business, have me analyze their business structure. And the very first thing I'm going to look at is that foundation that it's built upon. Because as you say, you didn't know you. I mean, God forbid, if you had started your business during that time period of your life, it would have been a disaster, Lauren. And the reason is, is because being an entrepreneur is trying and testing in and of itself. There are so many times of self-doubt. There are so many times of uncertainty. I, I think that there are few more uncertain journeys in this life, at least professionally, than the journey of being an entrepreneur. And so I love how much you focused on you during that journey. And I will say, as someone who has the great pleasure of knowing you in real life and someone who gets to get to know you, to me, what's immediately clear about you is how much you've invested in figuring yourself out. Why did you go on such that deep journey of self-discovery? And what were some of the biggest things that you discovered? I don't want to use the word forced, but I felt like I was put in a situation where I felt like I had no choice because I was home alone in bed, unable to do anything. And so I was just I, I kind of stayed open and curious. Like, what do I want to do right now? What kind of podcast do I want to listen to? I couldn't do that much stuff, but it was like, what am I interested in reading? What am I interested in learning about? And to have that open space where I didn't have all of this outside energy or outside opinions really gave me the opportunity to see what am I interested in? Just on a day-to-day basis, on an hour-to-hour basis, what am I gravitating towards? What do I want to learn about? What, when I have the energy, do I want to help people with? And so that's what really got me into holistic health and emotional healing and discovering breath work, which is what I do now, and the psyche, subconscious healing, all of these passions and modalities that I didn't even know existed before started because I had this time and space to really just explore and just keep going in the directions that interest me, interested me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to push back on that a little bit, Lauren, because I'm of the belief that we always have alternatives. There's always an alternative. And so as you were saying that, I was like, no, that wasn't you weren't forced into that, Lauren. You could have easily put on trashy TV all day, every day. I just picture you. I don't know why I picture you like this, because this is definitely not who you are, but with a giant bucket of popcorn on your belly, just watching trashy TV every day. Obviously, that's not what you chose to do. So I really want to poke a little bit deeper into that journey of self-discovery. What were you looking for? So I was looking for healing, any, really anything to get me what I thought was back to my old life, back to normal, quote unquote normal. So what do, what can I do to feel better physically? What can I do to feel better emotionally? And the fact that I couldn't do anything, that I couldn't get out of bed, that was really an impetus for me to try anything really to see if it would help. And so, yeah, that was the motivating factor, getting healthy and what I thought was getting back to normal, which didn't actually happen. Yeah, I like that. And it's funny. This is probably, 
I don't want to say it's the most woo-woo episode we've ever had here on this podcast. I've had some incredible woo-woo guests, and you and I are definitely teetering on that edge. And that's why for listeners, I want to point out that I never have questions planned. And Lauren, you were guilty of this, as every guest is guilty of, of saying, Brian, what are we going to talk about? And the answer is, I have no idea. Like We're going to see where our conversation takes us. But the one thing that you and I had talked about before we hit record is... When I look at your story, I ever since I've gotten to know you, I've always genuinely felt like you've been uniquely prepared for your entrepreneurial journey. You've been uniquely prepared through these life experiences, through this journey of self-discovery to help others. And the one thing that I, I really wrap all of these different themes around is the notion of things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Going through that journey, how have those words resonated? Because it's so easy for you to sit here in Tampa, Florida, all comfortable and warm, and say that these things didn't happen to you, they happened for you, but what did it feel like in the, in the mix of it? So when everything was happening, everything meaning I got really sick, I wasn't working, I was going through a divorce, I definitely was in this autopilot victim mentality mode like why is this all happening to me what did I do like why is my life falling apart what is going on and I definitely had to stay there for a bit and that's healthy and that's normal and then after some time passed I was able to look back and see that every breakdown led to a breakthrough everything that had happened to me was actually happening for me it was to, like you said, prepare me for what I'm doing now because I really had to go through all that to become a new person, to discover who I was, to kind of get in touch with my authentic self, to really to really discover who I was, what I wanted to do, become a stronger person, become more resilient, find the inner security when everything outside of my world was falling apart find that happiness when there was no reason on the external to be happy and so everything I lost was for a reason it was to push me on the right path to so I can so I would be able to be happier so I would be able to gain the confidence that I need to start my own business so I can have that strength to get through difficult things that happen knowing that I did it before and now I have the tools to get through it again yeah, Lauren, you just dropped a huge nugget of knowledge here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast when you said every breakdown led to a breakthrough. And let's face it, you and I both know that people who are listening to this, we're pumping through their car speakers right now, their headphones while they're at the gym or their computer speakers while they're pretending to do work. It's all good, you guys. And so you know that for listeners as well as for you and I, for every single one of us here on this planet, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. And they're sitting there listening to your story and they're saying... Gosh, Lauren, I have so many breakdowns. I, I wish, I hope that in six months from now, a year from now, I can say what you're saying. That couldn't have been easy to have those breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. And last Friday here on the podcast, I had my good friend Mark Zimmerman on the show. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that interview, but one of the things that Mark and I talked about, which was straight from the heart, him and I have never talked about this publicly, is 
early on in our entrepreneurial journey together, we were butting heads with regards to progress. And so frequently, Mark would call my phone. He'd be like, dude, I feel like I'm really frustrated. I feel like we're not making the progress that we should be. There must have been so many instances of that in your journey. How were you measuring, gauging, looking for progress in this healing journey so that you could set yourself up for success and turn those breakdowns into breakthroughs? So I think it's really important when you're going through a breakdown, when things in your life are falling apart, to not bypass it, to not be like, okay, this is for the best. Like, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to like be happy, get through it. We really need to, it's a process. So we really need to be present with whatever is coming up, with all of the emotions coming up. What do we need? Do we need support from other people? How can we get through this? And we, we really need to be present through this process and hold the idea that this is happening for our highest and greatest good. So for me, it was holding both. And I didn't actually hold both while I was going through it. It was just, this is a mess. I'm emotional. Why is this happening? But as time passed, I was able to hold both. I was able to see, okay, I need, it's going to take me a while to grieve the loss of this relationship, to grieve the loss of my job. But I'm also holding the belief that this is happening so that a new relationship can come in that's healthier. So that there's a new career, a new career journey coming in for me that's gonna be more fulfilling. Yeah, there's so many things that I, I wanna go into from there, but I wanna actually circle back to one thing that you already said, which is the victim mindset. And it's fascinating to me, knowing you, and I say this so frequently to you just in real life, as I say, Lauren, it's funny for me to hear these stories about the past you because that's not the present you that I know today. And you already said victim mindset, which is amazing to me because you are absolutely, you do not have the victim mindset. In our day-to-day conversations, you're so persistent, you're so optimistic, you believe all of these things about yourself and that's why you're able to do the things you do and why you are the person that you are. Why did you turn to the victim mindset? First of all, I think that that'll be an easy question, so I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult for you in a second because I think that's natural human tendency. But two, how did you get out of victim mindset? Yeah, I think the victim mindset was just something that was on autopilot for me. It was just something... I, I had just always been in it and didn't realize I was in it until I, until, I, until I started to get out of it. So it was just something would happen and I would always assume, oh, like I'm unlucky. Just these things happened to me. Oh, look, this happened to me. Oh, look, that happened to me. I don't know why, but these things just happened to me and they weren't happening to me. But, you know, at the time, that's just what I assumed. That's what I thought. And it wasn't until I got really sick and everything was taken away when I became aware of this how I always gave my power away to other people to authority to situations and getting sick and losing everything was the start of me learning to take my power back from everything outside from everything outside of me and so it's just little steps it's just it's awareness It's realizing that you have a choice in every moment, every second of the day, you have a choice how you're gonna show up, what you're gonna do, how you're gonna feel. And sometimes you feel like it's out of control, but if there are like intense emotions coming up for me, I can say, okay, I'm feeling angry and I'm gonna choose to feel this. And so you can kind of turn any situation that feels overwhelming, that feels out of your control. Yeah, you can just turn it into an empowering situation, knowing that you always have the choice 
of how you respond to any situation that shows up in your life. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the vehicles through which you've learned to take that control and and the vehicles through which you help other people learn to heal and recover and power through these things so that they can turn their breakdowns into breakthroughs. Gosh, I love that catchphrase that you just came up with, Lauren. But I want to switch gears a little bit before we get there and I want to put you on the spot. What is your favorite quote? Because I know that that was a key part of you in your healing journey. The one about waves, I can't remember it. So you, you share it with us. Yeah, so a few years ago, when everything was falling apart, my friend sent me the quote by John Kabat-Zinn, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And that's been the motto of my healing because there were so many waves. It just kept felt, it just kept feeling like one after the other, losing this, losing that, another crisis, another having to move. There was just always so much going on. It felt like the waves kept crashing, but as time went on, I developed tools to learn to surf, to learn to move through these things. You can't avoid them. They're going to happen. Everyone deals with these waves. But it's, do you have the tools to move through them? How do you move through them? Yeah, Lauren, I'm going to, you know, it's funny because as, as the host of this podcast, I always think to myself, I always put my listener hat on and I say, what are people thinking while they're listening to these words? And I think my favorite thing about having guests on the show is that you guys get to do it for me. I don't have to be the one that dispels what the listeners are thinking. And in fact, as the host, I can simply put my listener hat and pose those tough questions to you. And so putting my listener hat on right now, I almost worry anytime I talk about mindset stuff here on this podcast that people will say, yeah, 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 I get it. I should heal. Yeah, 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 I get it. I should go on self-discovery. Yeah, 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 I get it. These things are important to me growing a business, but you've actually gone through this. You've lived this the past few years. How differently has it set you up for success having been through this journey? How differently has it set you up for success having gone through this journey of self-discovery? Yeah, it really prepared me that there are so many things I can't control and that's okay. I'm not supposed to control them. There's going to be things that go wrong in my business. There's going to be things that happen that I don't like. And the key is, okay, so how am I responding to this? And the mindset work really sets you up to respond to situations in a healthier way. And so everything I've went through now that I'm starting my entrepreneurial journey, I am so much calmer. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to control everything. I know things are going to happen. I know things are going to unfold that are out of my control. And I'm okay with that. It's just, how do I move through this? What support do I have? How can I look at this in a different way? How is this actually working for me? And maybe I'm, is this failure really pushing me in a different direction? Is it pushing me to success in a different way? And so really look at, it really helps to be able to look at any situation that happens from a different perspective. Yeah, and it makes sense because as entrepreneurs, especially as newer entrepreneurs, everybody faces it where, you know, you get excited and and entrepreneurs, I smile when I say this because we have a tendency of counting our chickens before they hatch. And it's so easy to get excited about different opportunities, different potential customers and clients, and then those things fall through. And it is so easy as newer entrepreneurs to say, ah, woe is me, this is not gonna work. Am I crazy for even having this idea? There's so many of those mindset struggles. And my argument, having been through this so many times since I was 18 years old, is that those are the things that are more likely than not to make you quit. And ultimately, that's that's the only way that we can fail as entrepreneurs is when we wave the white flag and, and we quit. And so that's why 
I really love the fact that you have gone through this journey because it's really strengthened you in those moments. I know that you still have those moments as everybody does. We're all human. But I do want you to talk about some of those vehicles through which you've learned to cope with the things that surface. Because let's face it, does anger still surface for you? For sure. Does frustration, does self-doubt, do all of these things surface for you? You always say that the A word, which I can't relate to, anxiety. Does anxiety surface? Yes, these are real things for most normal people. And so talk to us about some of the ways you've learned to cope with that. Yeah, there have been so many emotions that have come up during my healing journey. And in the beginning, I just kind of pushed them down and tried to avoid them. Like, oh, okay, I sh- maybe I shouldn't be angry because of X, Y, Z. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be anxious right now. And you, you can't think your way out of emotions. You can't rationalize them. They're not rational. It's an energy. You need to feel them and you need to let them th- flow through your body. You need to release them. So ways to release energy or like stuck emotions in your body are through breath, movement, and sound. So those have been really helpful for me, especially the breath work to really move the stagnant energy, move that those stuck emotions and get them out of your body, get that energy moving. Sound, screaming, you need to sing, just letting it out that way, and movement. And that was difficult for me because when I was really sick, I couldn't move, I was in bed. And that was really difficult, but being able to dance it out or shake it out or run or do some sport, to really move that energy. For me, journaling, just letting it all out and just freestyle, just you know, writing on a page, whatever comes out, that's really helpful for me. Um, meditation at certain points, but I find that breath work is, is an active meditation. And if you have an overactive mind, which I do, that's better, that's better for me than than regular meditation. But yeah, meditation is good too. And yeah, just um, and just like sitting with the emotions and really giving yourself the space and time to feel them, reaching out for support. I have friends, I have people I can reach out to if I just need to vent or I need to talk through something. So yeah, all of these tools have really helped me to just move through these tough emotions that inevitably come up for everyone. Yeah, it seems to me in, in getting to spend time with you and getting to know you that one of your strengths is awareness. And I'm sure that it's a result of your years of self-discovery and the entire process that you went on. But when I listen to you talk about these things in my head, I'm just like, well, I can't react to anger or frustration or any of these other emotions if I don't first recognize them. And in my day-to-day life as an entrepreneur, you know, sitting behind my email inbox, let's say I get an email from a very unhappy customer. Of course, emotions bubble up to the top and in that moment those are the moments where we need to say wait what is this emotion what am I feeling can you walk us through how you deal with those and first of all like what is the spark to check in with yourself and say Lauren what are we feeling right now so over the past few years I became really connected with my body I think that's just when you're when you're healing from chronic illness you have to learn to listen to your body and you're, you're in pain and you're feeling all of these things. And so really learning how to connect with my body and listen to my body and breath work has been a big help with that too. And somatic work, which is really I, working with someone who can help you feel where you're feeling the emotions inside of your body and help release them. So those are things that have really helped me to have this awareness. So yeah, in the moment, if I start to feel off or I start to feel an emotion coming on, the first thing I'll do is, okay, what am I feeling right now? Okay, let's say I'm feeling angry. 
okay, so why am I feeling angry? Okay, I think about the situation and I don't try to rationalize it. I'm not like, oh, you know, this person is making me feel angry. No one can make you feel anything. It's just I'm feeling anger because of the situation. And then I think, okay, what do I need in this moment? So do I need to move? Do I need to put on a song and just really dance and shake it out? Do I need to scream into a pillow? Do I, do I want to do breath work? What is my body asking for right now? And so I have a list of tools right now that I go through just based on what I'm feeling and I kind of have the go-tos, but I always check in and see, maybe I just need to journal for like 10 minutes, just write everything out. So yeah, I just check in and see what I need in the moment. Yeah, makes sense. Lauren, I love these answers, but I do have an issue with the fact that playing tennis is not popping up as much <laughs> as I think it should. So <laughs> tennis, great great outlet here to control your emotions or actually maybe to bring out all the worst emotions depending on the day. So <laughs> just a shout out to playing tennis. Lauren, I want you to talk a little bit deeper about breath work because you've said that word a few times now and obviously it was in your intro where I said Lauren is a breath work facilitator. For all the people out there who are not familiar with breath work, what the heck is it? I'm not going to lie to you. We've actually never talked about this off air. I just picture you like, I don't know what I picture. I picture a bunch of people in a room and someone's just like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out for 30 minutes. Tell me that's not just what it is. That's not just what it is. But I know, I know what, before I knew what it was, I thought that's what it was too. And I was like, what are all these people doing breath work for? Like, I know how to breathe. I don't need to go to a class for someone to teach me how to breathe. Yeah, if, if there's one thing I know <laughs> how to do well, it's breathe. Exactly. Right. We all think we, okay, we don't need someone, we don't need to pay to, to, to breathe. So I had a breath work session a year ago. And I didn't know what to expect at all. I just, someone was offering free sessions on Facebook and I was like, okay, it doesn't hurt. Let me try it. And what it entailed was speaking about what I was feeling in the moment, what was coming up, creating a mantra around that. So I was having anxiety. So I, I don't remember what the mantra was, but it was something like I, I feel relaxed in my body. And I lay down, she did a brief meditation just to relax me, to ground me. And then I did continual conscious breathing for about 25 minutes and laying down. And when you do this, you actually, you're in an alternate state of consciousness. So your body actually produces DMT, which is, which is a drug that people take, but your body naturally produces it when you breathe. And so it unhooks you from your mind. It gets you into your body and you're just completely in your body. You're not overthinking. You're not rationalizing things you're just being you're just so present you're so connected to your body the energy is flowing through your body it's an amazing feeling and after the session I felt high I felt euphoric I felt so connected I felt more intuitive I was relaxed the anxiety had disappeared and over time you just feel more connected you can access your intuition more you can help over time with anxiety. And it's been such a powerful thing for me. I've completely changed since doing breath work. It was, a, it was life-changing doing it on a regular basis. All right, so you shattered quite a few myths for me there. So in a breathwork session, there's talking involved. You're not just breathing. Well, in the beginning, we're talking. And then once I'm in the meditative state and breathing, the facilitator is guiding you through it but you're not talking, you're just breathing. That's your job, just to breathe. And then you're let out of it. 
That's incredible. I will say for listeners, obviously, I'm here physically in person with you, so I'm sure listeners could hear it in your, your response, but Lauren was lighting up as she was talking about breathwork. I'm sure it came through in the audio of this that you can you can feel the fact that she was lighting up, but Lauren, it's incredible to hear about that, and obviously, it makes sense. It's a natural progression as to why you do this professionally, and you help other people do it for themselves as well. I do want to open the floor as well because also in your bio is you are a Psych K facilitator. It's another one of those fields where we may not know much about. Do you want to walk us through what is Psych K? Yeah, so I started getting into subconscious healing as one of the modalities as I was healing that I discovered. And learning that 95% of your cognitive activities are subconscious and you're running on... if the way you show up in the world is based on your beliefs. And if 95% of these beliefs are subconscious and they're running on old programs that you picked up when you were younger, for example, healing is hard, money doesn't grow on trees. These are running in the background of your mind. You're gonna show up in the world completely different than someone who has different beliefs. Like, it's easy to make money. I deserve to make money. I deserve to be healthy. Life is fun and simple. So. Your beliefs really shape your reality. And Psyche is a way to test for the limiting beliefs that you have and help rewrite these beliefs and put yourself in a whole brain state so that these beliefs are now, now you're running on, now your beliefs are different than before and you're, you're rewriting them so that you can show up in a different way in the world. So this has been also life-changing for me too. I had so many limiting beliefs that I didn't even realize about healing, about relationships, about money. And really rewriting these beliefs have has changed my life because I show up in the world in different ways. I attract different things into my life. And so the combination of Psyche, the subconscious healing of the mindset work of changing your subconscious beliefs, and then the breath work of releasing that stuck energy from your body those two have been so powerful for me. So I love the combination of those. Yeah, I love hearing this because I promised listeners a happy ending to this episode and clearly they are delivering. They're hearing you light up. They're hearing in your journey how this self-discovery process has led you to here to being able to help other people. And the thing that I really like about this story though and the happy ending that comes with it is that it was intentional. You went and got after it. So many people are just doing the same thing day in, day out, week in, week out. Gosh, dare I say, year in, year out, thinking something is going to change. But the reality is there are vehicles, there are tools out there, there are people out there that can help you actually change something. And it's something that I talk about so frequently here on this podcast about you have to ask yourself, what's going to change? Because if nothing changes, then nothing changes. And I love the fact that you tried these different things things. You tried Psych K. I mean, how many people have heard about the benefits of Psych K? You tried breath work. You said, I don't accept my current situation. I want to create a new reality. And that's exactly what you've done. So huge kudos to you, Lauren. I'm sure at this point in the interview, some people are listening to this saying, gosh, Lauren, these sound like miracle drugs without actually being drugs. I want to know more about breath work. I want to know more about Psych K and identifying and smashing my limiting beliefs. Where the heck can they learn more about you, tap more into your brilliance, and really go deeper into exploring what breath work and Psych K can look like with you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Healing with Lauren Jill. So I'll be posting lots about breath work, about Psych K. Anyone can reach out to me with any questions. I love talking about it. So. 
And Lauren is not kidding when she says that to you. So take her up on that. Head on over to Instagram, give her a follow and actually DM her. I love hearing about Lauren's day-to-day life because people just reach out to her. Like it's so cool to me that within this little subculture that Lauren is a part of that people are so interactive and engaged with each other. So follow Lauren on Instagram. It is healing with Lauren Jill. Anything else that you want to leave listeners with today, Lauren? Anything is possible as I'm looking at this (laughs) on your wall, but it's so true. Anything is possible. You can change your current circumstances no matter what they are. Anything is possible. Heck yeah. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.